Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four of our weekly gaming meal podcast. As usual, we try to deliver some gaming-related content and like to have some discussions on gaming news and other related topics. Um, I am one of your hosts, Manny. I am here accompanied by Eric. Hello. Mika. Okay, that didn't come. We, we have presence of life. Yeah. Okay. I thought I heard something. All right. Yeah, I heard something. Mika, can you try again? Hey, right, there we go. Yeah, there's something there. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> uh, Gilbert. Hey, guys. And finally, Caesar. Hey, everybody. Nice to see you again. Or hear yes. you. <laughs> All right. So with the, with the formalities out of the way, I will leave it up to Eric to kind of get started with our appetizer, which is all the uh, fresher news. Um, and Eric, before, we, before we go to the appetizers and the special news, we actually have a special side guest uh, in one of, for, for one of us, and that is uh, at least our father. Or at least uh, Manny, Mika, and me, right? So, Papa, you want to speak something? Say something, say I'm hi. Here. I'm here. I'm trying to, to understand because I am close to be an old man, but it's not still an old man. <laughs> Yo, he just said he so I, I like the right, technology. I love what uh, you are doing. So, I'm here. All right. He just said, <laughs> Manny, he just said you have a, a nice voice. For podcasts, yeah, yeah, sure, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, but he'll be here. He'll be commenting whatever he can. He's obviously listening, and so we'll, we'll we'll okay. So let's start with the appetizers. The first appetizer we have for this week is uh, the Game Gear Micro. I was gonna call it the Mini Game Gear, but it's that's actually not the name. So Sega, last week we talked real quick at the end about Sega having some sort of special announcement. I do not know if this is the actual special announcement. I think that it is uh, for their 30th anniversary. But basically what happened is Sega is releasing a micro game gear, like similar to what the Nintendo did with the mini NES or things like that. And it's, they're releasing a couple of them, about four different ones with like four games on each one, which is a very definitely interesting model. It actually comes out on two days from now in Japan, and it, it's going to cost around $45 to $50. And Watch out. You know, sorry? It's Ooh. a trap. It's a trap. Uh, but <clears throat> basically, the idea is it's a very interesting thing what Sega's doing, but I don't know what the business model for it is. So I'll, li I'll leave it to the group. So like, what do you guys think of this new Game Gear Micro? Oh, my God. I, I'm absolutely not a fan of right, uh, why would they make this almost like what is it one inch one and a half inches wide screen it's it's like, 1.15 inches is that a cross <laughs> i believe the screen and is the size of a stamp 45 dollars <laughs> yeah. for this unhandleable Piece of <laughs> they say micro. They don't know messing that around. Kill your eyesight. It will literally take away your eyesight. And and then, like this is what I read, and this is really what killed me. Apparently, it comes in four 
colors and each color has a set of games? Correct. So each color oh has four God, individual games. One for like, I think RPGs, one for fighting brawlers. I don't know what the others are. Maybe Sonics. Yeah, so probably. I have about yeah, it's a weird, weird, weird uh, model. Yeah, it's basically the, the way that they plan on making the most out of it, like in terms of money, revenue. <laughs> Is, is this better to do this? Where is that they releasing a bunch of models with the idea that no. only the super hardcore will buy all four, spend two hundred bucks on this? No, it's 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 or... a it's a gimmick and a toy. I feel like I actually agree with Caesar for the most part. Where it's like it's far too tiny to play or to even see what's going on in that small screen. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool that they're doing it, but I just don't see anybody actually using it. Like it's just too. Yeah, I, I I don't think people are buying this for the gameplay. I think it's just for the little hardware. But at that point, you don't need to spend fifty dollars for just that hardware. I, I yeah, I don't know what the who the, who the audience for this is. I don't know. I, who well, the, uh, there's always an audience for this. Retro yeah, yeah there, there's always an audience. I just yeah. I don't see the big audience. I think it's a cool little toy, but it's just a toy. Like it's not really. How, I don't how, see it like being usable. How expensive does it cost them to make these things? Like it should, it shouldn't be. A, it shouldn't be a lot. It yeah, it's probably very, very old hardware, very cheap things that they're the, doing. The emulator is probably really basic, and if yeah. it runs on that small thing, by the way, is it like batteries or is it like oh, an I don't know. I don't know. I, we'll know in two days when it comes out, I guess. <laughs> it's only in Japan, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's only in Japan. We don't know um, if they'll be releasing in the West. I think I think Actually, sometime in October is what they said. That might explain the size that you know the Japanese market always prefer smaller compact things. So that's why you got the one point fifteen inches. So yeah. <laughs> that, that explains it. Maybe. The, the, yeah. Mm, just fits in your the cutesy, anywhere. The cutesy yeah, thing, just, yeah. It's smaller than a cell phone, man. Way smaller. Way smaller. Like four of those are small so far. I mean, if yeah. you can play Sonic Two you... on the go, that's not that bad. Or, hey, or... you Actually, remember the it's like a Tamagotchi? Yeah, Tamagotchi. One of those things you buy for twenty bucks in the supermarket on the way out. Oh my god, these people are geniuses! I know. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember that when that chill. They want Tomagoshi, want Tomagoshi, want Tomagoshi. I needed the Pikachu Tomagoshi. Like, yeah. oh, I remember it. Like, the teacher mm. took it from me in class. Because I would keep, like, spanking the Pikachu thing, just trying to shake it. <laughs> related, related, but kind of related, the Tamagotchis. I remember when we wanted them, and we went to the store, and... Or another brand uh, of Tamagotchi, not their actual Tamagotchi, was on sale. And the lady was confused at which were the one on sale. And she was going to mark the actual Tamagotchis on sale. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, she's, I'm a kid. I tell her she's wrong. And I don't know if it was dad or mom, but they like swapped at me like, Shh, don't tell her. She's marked yes. cheaper. <laughs> that's where that's all my instincts come from. That's yeah. okay. That's your mom. Yeah. Yeah. They might have something there. I bet that's how I learned that stuff. All right. So that, that so that's that was the Game Gear micro. And let's go over to the other news because we have a couple of news for this week. Uh, so the second news we have is this interesting story from uh, Take Two. 
and the developers of uh, Kerbal Space Program 2 uh, start theory. So what apparently happened with this whole debacle um, is that the Take-Two is the publisher and the developer is the start theory. And they're making this game called Kerbal Space Program 2. And as they were de developing it, the publisher Take-Two pulled development of the game to start theory. So they pulled the game from them. And then what happens was apparently after a while, the take two send out a message to all of the start theories employees and the staff to post them basically telling them hey we're opening a studio so you can work in Kerbal space program two uh, you want to come work for us which basically they pulled the game from the people that they were making it and then they offered the people that they they took their jobs basically because they took their project they offered them a job come work for us uh, so this is an interesting topic, and I think I'll, I'll let Manny kind of expand upon it. What do you What do you think, Manny? Yeah. So basically, I mean, it just looked like Take Two pulled the rug out from under um, Star Theory's feet. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's just uh, one of those crappy moves that you see these big companies make, where where they take advantage of the little the little guy, right? So so this this team. The small team, passionate, they've been growing. They they made the original Kerbal Space Program. They've been growing since they they announced the second one. You know that that game has a big fan base, and it's it's pretty popular. And you know in those in those circles. Yeah, I've heard of. And it they had exactly, and they had now some funding from from a big developer, big publisher rather. But then it turns out that the big publisher is just, like just <laughs> completely backed off, and then tried to, like you said, poach the. The employees. What the hell is that? Like, how is that even? I don't know. It's just such a shitty thing to do. But yeah, it makes you wonder what happened there, like internally. Take two, and and they're. It just feels like they're trying to take advantage of this team. Uh, yeah, we, the, the details are like those. My new details are not out, and they're probably never gonna come out because Take Two is already looking like the bad guy here, which they probably are. Um, yeah, you. And and they, Star Theory actually lost like a lot of people. They lost over a third, I think, in, in this whole little fiasco that Take Two pulled off. Yeah, they do. They did lose staff from this poaching. Yeah, they, yeah, they the poaching was successful. Like not not to like it didn't completely drown like drown them, but because of COVID too, they they struggled to stay on track. They they delayed the game for a year so that they could properly work on it. So, you know, they're, they are impacted, they are, but at least they're still working on it and they're still, you know, afloat. But that's such a crappy thing for, for Take-Two to do. Right. So the game has been delayed at least until 2021. Again, the start theory is still working on the game, but we don't know. So that's, it's, it's coming all around. I think Take-Two take is definitely, if there was a bad guy, it's definitely them. Now, I do understand that the start theory founders we're also trying to sell the company to take two at some point, but I don't know the time frame mm. of when that happened. Because I think they they wanted to sell the company to take two, but they didn't like the terms. And at some point, yeah, it's money. It's probably then take two was like, okay, you're not gonna take our terms. Go ahead, we'll pull the game from you and we'll post your staff. Yeah, so I mean, negotiations uh, broke down. Well, that usually 
Eric, that kind of supports, in my opinion, Manny's theory, because usually that's how it goes, right? The bigger company wants to dictate terms, so they bully in terms of, 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 of who gets the, mo the bigger share of the profits and how it's all spread out. And when this company said, well, no, we're not going to, they stood up to them, that's, that's when these guys made their dirty move. You know what I mean? That's what it, that's what it sounds like to me, because usually, like, that's how it goes down. Yeah. So anybody else have any thoughts before we move on to from this topic? What do you think that's going to affect sales of the game now? Sure might improve them. The, the publicity it, might it improve sales. Maybe increase, increase them on. See, I'm actually more interested in supporting the developer now. Yeah. yeah. Technically, technically, it's free publicity for, for the developer, even though it's like a completely negative scenario, right, situation. But, but a lot of people probably didn't know about this game. And it's like a neat little space sim where you like build your own rocket and shoot it into space. <laughs> and um, yeah, maybe, maybe it brings more eyeballs and it makes more, uh, more sales. Agreed. But I would, think, I would think a little bit more, but not necessarily like a ton more. Yeah, baby's first uh, SpaceX simulator. Nice. <laughs> Might be a little more complicated than that, but sure. It would have been great to launch now with the whole SpaceX thing. Yeah, but no, should have been. I see what you did there with the launch pun too. Hey. Nice, nice touch. Right. So Yum. Let, let let's move on to our third appetizer of the night, and uh, this one comes from Australia, where apparently Sony got fined. Uh, 3.5 million Australian, which is actually 2.4 US dollars, because we want to keep things in the US. It's the only way we know how to count money. Uh, <laughs> but basically, they got fined 2.4 million dollars because they refused to refund uh, digital PlayStation games on the on, on Australia. So, for context, the Australia Competition and, and Consumer Commission they sued Sony last year. And that was about, about a year later in May 2019. So now the, the decision has come out and they got fined $2.4 million US uh, because they didn't want to give a return, a refund of digital games to consumers. Uh, and I think this is a great news for, it sets an amazing precedent on used games and consumer rights. But what, what do you guys think of this whole uh, Australia fining Sony? For not I think it sets a good precedent, like you said, because digital, I mean, f refunds on digital media is not common. It's not super rare. Yeah, it's not a thing. It's not, it's not a thing. Yeah, it's rare. It's like you got the 14 days, or if you pass the 14 days, or you played the game for an yeah, hour. Or, like, or if you play, yeah, or. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, There's a lot of regulation, like like a lot of rules to make it so that a lot of hoops to jump through. There are so no you rules. Can return your game. Well, there are no or, rules. Or it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I feel like there should be a balance struck. So Australian laws, apparently, according to Australian laws, there aren't any statutes of limitations when it comes to returning those games. So it is exploitable in the sense that uh, they can, essentially Australia has these laws where, where 
you can return digital content, uh, but there aren't any set uh, parameters to whether or not you consumed them or time-based parameters. They can actually get a refund after completing the game if they wanted to. So there's yeah, definitely work that has to be done to it because if if this is simply done blindly, it'll exploit companies and, and you might end up um, weakening the entire industry in, in the sense that, that, that they might um, deter companies from going digital because of that. Wait. Was oh. it in physical media? If you bought a game, had 30 days to return it, what was the conditions? Yeah. So for physical media, when you buy a product, if it's faulty, you have a, you have a, a policy based by the store, right? But the yeah. lo laws usually say, hey, consumers have rights. They can't just buy a game. It's, you get, they can't just buy a product. It's faulty, and you don't give them no warranty. That's why every product that you can buy, almost everything, has like a warranty, right? It's like uh, you got uh, two years warranty on this electronic. Or uh, yeah. in, the, in case of digital games, it's 30 days. Because basically, it's like, hey, if you test it and it runs, after 30 days, you can expect it to continue to run, so the warranty expires there. Eric, Eric, that depends on the state laws. There's, there, there's no a unified law in the whole United States. It depends on the state law. Uh, okay. The states are the ones that make the laws about uh, those regulations. Correct, but they, it's correct. So different states can have different uh, uh, rights. Yes. You correct that? Yes. But then yes. also for, for Australia, yes. what, the, what the chairman of the co that commission said was basically like, the the rights don't change just because your product is digital even if it's digital you should have the same rights as if it was a physical product which is good yeah correct so, and, and, yeah and they basically <laughs> said no, yeah. like the consumers rights do not disappear after 14 days or whatever date you they want to pick just because yeah. a developer store said it set set a set a date so that your your rights exist whether it's a digital product or a physical product and i love that precedent Yes, that is very good. That being yeah. said, however, there are some things that need to be taken into consideration, I think, because digital and physical aren't the same thing. And I do believe that time shouldn't be the determiner of, of a return, more the quality of the product Let's take uh, my personal uh, my phone. experience, right? I had uh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, when it came out, they basically allowed for returns. But the, the reasoning behind it, where it was accepted and, and really there, it was very easy to do it. And they really didn't put a lot of hoops to jump over in order to do it. It was because the product announced that it was going to be one thing. And when it came out, it did not meet those expectations. There were, there were lies. And in, 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 in essence, yeah, there were lies. it went against what they had marketed, you know, false advertising. So they broke that rule i feel like there has to be a, a line drawn because digital content by its nature 
won't be faulty. Like you won't have a manufacturing error or mistake where you can return the product because because it broke or something like that. This this isn't the case. Really, what determines whether or not a project product, in my opinion, is worthy of being returned or not, shouldn't be the time that's spent uh, that that has passed since you bought it, but whether or not it met what the product had advertised it would be or not. Correct. And it shouldn't matter. Like you should not be able, like you should be able to play 20 hours of it, whatever. But at one point, did I'm, you find an instance where where it didn't meet those like did it meet the expectation I, they said? Yes. Cesar, I, I agree with you completely. The Warcraft 3 remastered or reforged uh, was something that had this exact same issue where it came out they false advertised it. Even when it was out, they were still showing the incorrect trailer in the front of the, the storefront, showing that it had all this uh, FMBs. And it's like, no, it's a lie. And people got mad. And it took a while, but Blizzard then opened refunds. I, didn't, I don't remember the specific refund limit. <laughs> oh, that, but they did open refunds and they started just giving people back their money. This didn't matter how much they, they played the game either. It didn't matter the time. They, they they put no time reference, no time yeah. limitations good. on the game. You could return it if you want it. Point. That that is a good example, I think, of of what good policy making should look like. When 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 you, because you have to protect the the, the yeah, developers too. There, there's a difference between making the policy and being forced into it by angry consumers. Yeah. Well, yeah. it should be. You should be forced into it by angry consumers. <laughs> like they find them twenty-five million. That doesn't mean they're doing it, right? Wait, tw who twenty-five million? That they Two find million? them. How much money did Two, they find? Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. Two and a half. Right. Two and a half million. Two and a half million. But they're not doing it. Like they're paying the fine. They're not doing it. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> correct. Correct. I, I, thank you. Thank you, Jiver. Thank you so much. Like, so he's basically paying the fines. They're like. They would rather pay that fine, no problem, but yes. that doesn't mean they're going to do it. Yeah, because there's a no lot of money, money involved. <laughs> and even so, like right now, the best refunds is Xbox got to it recently. Steam has had it since 2015. You have to do it like to a request a refund within two weeks. And I'm talking digital within two weeks. And you have to have played less than two hours. That's bullshit. That's that's it. Yeah. No, but that's, that's not. That's it's it. not necessarily bullshit either, because you, if you if you don't put some limitations on it, I think two hours is enough the, to know what you're getting into. And if you don't put these limitations, people are just gonna take advantage. Yeah, like like you were saying, Caesar, they're just gonna abuse it and just refund that's every the thing, game. But after the limitations, it. I feel like the limitations because it's digital. You know, the limitations should be based on whether or not there's an actual case to say that this game wasn't what you bought. You now, know, now, wasn't what they said that you would buy. The real question, though, that everybody is, ask, is asking, can you trade in a digital game for something else? Would that be a possibility in the future? I don't no. think so. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't see that. No. I don't see it at all. You're not allowed for physical products to ever do that. I don't. I think... Yeah. People are moving digital so that they can't release. Oh, they can they, have less responsibility. Well, they, they, honestly, they shouldn't. And I know I might get flack for this, but the whole GameSpot and its business model, they were just ripping off the developers and publishers they, by doing the trade. They, they will never, never end over. 
Yeah. They will never let you do that. They won't want it. If it, if, it, if it, your code was a second hand, if you could sell your key. She's are you're going a little bit too far into it. Yeah. So, uh, but no, Jiber, uh, I, I agree with your comment that, uh, yeah, GameStop's model was basically to get games and sell them at basically 95% of their costs. Yeah. But they, and they risk a bunch. Well, that that's they're 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 gonna be dying as digital sales increase, and we talked about it last podcast. Uh, and it's only a matter of time, in my opinion. I uh, mean, I'm not gonna be super sad when GameStop goes away because I still like to have that competition. But GameStop hasn't had a decent competition sale, good thing to give uh, consumers for a long time. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think I think GameStop is gonna move. That's a completely different topic, but they're probably yeah. gonna move up more away from video games and more into like toys Collect- and and yeah. yeah, collectibles exactly. And I have no problem with that. I think that's a possible business model. Anyway, let's move good. forward uh, to good the luck. Good, next wait, wait. good luck, Reggie. Good luck, Reggie. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good luck. Okay, that's a that's a, that's a whole half an hour. Yeah. Why Reggie did that, but. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Reggie Fusume. Is his last name? Reggie Fusume. Yeah, he's yeah. he's on the board. He was board the of directors. Nintendo, for people that don't know, he was the former Nintendo president of Nintendo of America. Yeah. He retired and then he went to uh, work at GameStop. Uh, oh, I think he, in February, right? So he, he did. He did college, and now he's part of the board of directors for GameStop. He's board of directors for GameStop, and then the coronavirus happened, and they closed down the doors. Yeah, anyway, good luck, Reggie. Uh, so good luck with him. Yes. <laughs> All right. The next appetizer we have, we have two more appetizers for the show is uh, the E3 or lack thereof. So obviously, because of coronavirus, we do not have an E3 uh, conference this year. Um. And some people may not be missing it that much based on all the new content and new presentations we're having. So we're going to go over a real brief, quick schedule of all the conferences, shows that people are, are, are planning in the next couple of weeks. So the, the next couple of weeks are going to be very exciting for all of us. Um, so I'm going to go over them real quick, and then we're going to discuss kind of like the idea. So the next, uh, uh, the next showing, I think it's on... There's, there was supposed to be a IGN Expo today, June the 8th, Monday, and that has been postponed to a later time. We do not know, but apparently AG, IGN is getting having has an expo where they're going to do a summer of games, uh, streams, speedruns, things like that. Uh, we'll, they, that's still to be determined when that will be. It was supposed to be today. Uh, then Sony PlayStation 5 uh, conference, which is the big enchilada we're all in, excited for. Uh, will actually be happening on June the 11th. Now, they just announced that today, so on Thursday, and we'll probably be talking about that much more next week. Um, next, they're gonna ha- we're going to have the PC Gaming Show. That's going to be on June 13th, and it's similar to previous PC Gaming Shows. Now, those have been kind of lacking. I know, Manny, you and I went to actually one at an actual D3, where we sat yeah. at the so what did you think of that show? Are you even excited anymore for the PC gaming show? I mean, I think considering E3 is, is <laughs> non-existent this year, I am excited for these expositions, even if they're on the smaller end, right? Like, like yeah, PC gaming show is usually like the smaller show, but yeah. Still... games. Yeah, they're actually games. Usually they're games that are specific for PC, usually. Mm-hmm. So hey, man. Games like that. 
Atlas is gonna be there. You got yeah, my attention. Yeah, I think that came out today. Atlas. You you got my attention. So you, I know what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So as as part of the PC gaming show, and let's keep going. You're all really for the list. They're gonna have a, something called the Gorilla Collective, which is hosted by Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, and that's gonna be part of the PC gaming show where they're gonna show a bunch of indies. Let's go keep going because there's some. There's like six more to go. There's the Steam Gaming Festival, which is going to be from June 16th to the 22nd, unless those dates are wrong. And it's basically going to be part of uh, Keeley's Summer Game Fest, where they're going to have demos similar to what we had for GOG. Manny, you mentioned this uh, a few weeks ago. Where there last were, week. Yeah, last week, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there were a couple of demos from GOG. I actually played uh, one of those. That was really good. Thank you for the recommendation. But basically, Steam's going to do the same. Where they're going to have a couple of demos of games that haven't been out. Uh, yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, CD Projekt Red is going to have a stream on, for Cyberpunk on June 25th. Uh, then we're going to have our EA Electronic Arts Play Live 2020. That'll be on the 18th of June. And that'll be similar to EA events. Uh, don't ex- I don't, We don't even know what's going to be because usually past events have been in person. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, next events are, I'm going to go over this real quick, Day of the Devs. We have, a, have an event called on June the 22nd, and there should be a couple of games there, supposedly. So I'm actually looking forward to that one for some reason. Uh, something tells me to pay attention to that one, so I will. Um, there's the Sega Expo, which is on, this one, on the 23rd. And then we're going to have uh, two big ones, which is the Ubisoft Forward. Uh, that's an interesting name, and it'll be on July the 12th, and it'll be an E3-like showcase of Ubisoft games. I'm actually really looking forward to this one. And finally, finally, but not least, Microsoft will obviously have another Xbox event at some point, hopefully in July. Uh, mm. So what are you, that's a lot of events. So what do you guys think of all this? Is there any specific one that you're really interested into? Cyberpunk, man. Cyberpunk? That I hear Cyberpunk. Who else? I think the obvious ones are Sony and Microsoft, right? Like, just yeah, yeah, PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah. dude. I, I would like Microsoft to too, dude, see their games. I would actually like to call out the Ubisoft one because I, I want to know what they're doing next gen other than... Like, what's what's happening with Watch Dogs 3? A lot, like, a lot of their games from last year haven't come out, right? Because like, after they came out with Ghost Recon, what was the last one? Breakpoint? They just completely flipped on their whole strategy yeah, of but, taking up horror games. But last year they announced um, a new um, Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Quarantine, yeah, where it's like this co-op version, right? You Which have no idea what that is. No idea, but like we only have the the CGI trailer. They also announced what was it? Uh, Gods and Monsters, right? Yep. And that's Gods and Monsters. People are saying it's like Zelda, but who the hell knows? We haven't seen anything. We so. don't know about Gods and Monsters. We don't know about Young Good and Evil Two. Yeah, so there's there's a a lot of potential in that one. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So I really do want to see what they're going to be doing. Uh, all right. Anybody else? Sorry, bro. What are you going to say? No, I'm just saying, like, I, I really like the idea of these things. Like, I, I still kind of miss having everything compacted in that E3 timeline, but it's it's not really necessary either. Unlike mm-hmm. people obviously can get to show or get to pick the dates when they want to show their things. When they're ready. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, what that's... developers are going to go go towards. It also yeah, allows, sure that's this though. brings an interesting concept. What if this is really good for us? We like that the the for for lack of a better term, meal piece where you divide your meal into pieces rather than a huge meal. 
and yeah. where you're listening to the gaming mail uh, <laughs> where e3 has a problem with how you how do we get people back and interested in this where everybody did this separately and if this works for most of them they don't come back to e3 yeah dude i think you have a point there i think that there's an opportunity here for customization, really focusing on your on your groups, you know, because each one of these companies can really give care and and as much time as as they want to their own forum. So in my opinion, it'll probably be more uh, each as as each one, you know, each individual presentation has 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 more uniqueness has has more time to dedicate to their fans you know it's going to be more tailored i think i i i think i like it more than e3 even though e3 might have bigger hype you know yeah i i just want to see how it goes right and i hope that it goes very well and that it's very fun like instead of like one week crammed full of stuff that it's like an entire month of like you know Dibbles, <laughs> bits and pieces. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, you get a demo one day, and then you get the the Microsoft showing the next day or the next week or something like that. Yeah, the next couple of weeks are going to be really active. Yeah, uh, and we we didn't even talk about Nintendo. Nintendo's going to do something during this. Yeah, whole they time. have. To. They, they did. They did show Paper Mario. Like they 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 surprised us with that one. So I don't know what else they have, but they have to have something. I feel like. Ah, we'll see. We'll probably see a Nintendo Direct somewhere in there. Yep. Oh yeah. They're, they're Mario, gonna... the Mario, the Mario remix. This is, we got the yeah, this is the longest the longest uh in between Smash characters DLC uh, that uh, too. Yeah, so they, that they too. they've been quiet about, about that one. Yeah. 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 That might be uh far away than we think. I don't know, right. man. They might they might surprise you, dude. They, they... I <laughs> no. one Master Chief. Ah, maybe they'll announce it in the Xbox it show. <laughs> It has to happen. It has to. Oh, I, I'm still, I'm still hopeful for Master Chief. He it really has to happen. Anything else, I'm fine. The one I want the most, to me, that fits better is Crash Bandicoot. That's the one. I'm, oh, I, mm. I'm okay with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot should be there. Just more be there. We went on a spot. Wait, more than more than the Chief. Are you serious? I just feel like it fits better <laughs> in the Smash roster universe. If, if Crash makes it. Can Spyro make it then? They're the same uh, they have to company, you know? Like I know, that's what I mean. I don't think they would get two of them. It's one or the other. <laughs> or if, if, if Master Chief doesn't come in, at least give me the one of the characters from Dark Souls. Alright, that's that's big wish list. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Alright, I'm learning out. Alright, let's, let's move forward. That was a good discussion uh, for our last appetizer of, the, of, of this week. And the last appetizer is uh, Infinity War. So based on everything that's been going on with the, the in the in the U.S. and the country, there's been a lot of protests uh, for Black Lives Matter and things like that. So uh, obviously, there's a lot of things that are going on. We're invested in this topic from a personal standpoint, but for for the gaming meal, we wanted to specifically talk about this story with Infinity War, which is that a lot of companies donated money or or did or st made statements but i feel this one specifically is interesting because infinity ward actually decided to make changes on how they police people in their game based on this event 
or uh, this, uh, what's what's going on with society. So what Infinity Ward decided to do was that they just really, they just stated that for their Call of Duty Modern Warfare game and Warzone as well, uh, it's the same game by the way. Uh, they actually pledged that they were gonna put additional resources to monitor and identify racist content, have more in-game reporting, more bans, and more filtering of people's names and things like that. And that happens a lot. I know I played Call of Duty actually last week, and I saw a couple of names from people that were like, that's just not a proper name to use ever, uh, right? So think they're going to make it easier for you to report. They're going to make it easier for, for ban bad players. And that's basically what they did. They also, in addition to that, they actually made it so that when you're loading into every game for Call of Duty, they're gonna, they actually have a message for Black Lives Matter where they're actually showing it to you in the loading screens before every match. Um, so I thought that this was interesting, especially because this is Activision Blizzard, and I'll let some of you guys pick up on that. Uh, so what do you guys think of this whole thing? That's good. That's, uh, that's just, good. That's good. Like, how? Here's the thing. When you have, you, you really, really I know how. need yeah. pressure. Like, you don't, allow a dangerous type of thinking to take root, to have any type of uh, way to get it out. You know what I mean? Nobody should have a space in which to be al allowed for them to express racism. It has to, it has to get to the point where... You just eliminate it entirely. They cannot be able to vent in any forum without having some kind of repercussion. Because honestly, it is, it's, it's one of those things where it's getting to the point that if anybody ever gets to a position of power and they are a racist, it's, it's, it's I, gonna hurt people. I, so I, I think I, it's a good move because really, uh, the internet and and these and and gaming and these places have have been something of a safe haven for people who have these unacceptable right. forms of of thinking. So mm -hmm. that are that are really yeah. So outdated. I think what I think you're saying is that you're 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 still free to say whatever you want because it's the U.S., but you're not free from the repercussions of what you say. Yeah, and I you think should be that held accountable for the it. Infinity Ward is saying, like, you are going to be accountable. We're going to hold you accountable for this comments that you yeah. do, for these things, bad things to do. Be because, because it shouldn't be acceptable. It's gotten to the point where too many people have proven that this train of thought has led them to actually take action that hurts people. People who, by their standard have been classified as less than them or as deserving of of this type of treatment and it's and it's and 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 and, and i'm glad that that we're taking a stand against it and whether or not a company has been is 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 being driven by money or whatever the fact that they are taking action is Enough for me. I understand that companies uh, are forced by the way our system is set up 
to venerate money and profits over everything. But in a case where it actually helps what most of society believes is the correct way of, of you know, considering ourselves civilized, civilized way of being, you know, we, we, we're all animals, but, you know, we have these sets of rules so that we can all coexist in a, in a civilized society. Uh, and these are the things that, that have to be implemented. There has to be some yeah. consequence or else learning won't happen. I, and I like uh, it. Go ahead, Mika. I understand what Cesar says, and I agree. And I agree that the it's just seeing the companies taking action and doing something, but at the same time, they're doing it because of the protest, because of the reaction of people. Yeah. And it's a it's thing there. of either either agree with this or lose customers. So. Oh yeah. They, they should have done these things a long time yeah. ago. I that's that's where I'm at. I'm like, why wasn't these already? Yeah, why wasn't that already implemented? System, yeah. Like like every to me, every single game should already have this in place. Like that should not be tolerable, like Caesar is saying. And I'm I'm happy that they're finally doing something about it. But why did it take this long? Why did it take this event? And mm -hmm. and you know, it's a little a little good PR. Yeah. At least it's a good move. So I cannot be. I don't too... think it's good PR. I think it's just something. It's a sign of social social movement. I don't think the company is. It should be praised so much. I just think that this should kind of become the standard. Yeah, for because sure. Because they are. It should have already been like the, the standard. Companies are being dicks because they 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 they're just money grubbing, trying to take advantage of the point and, yeah, and whatever. We just down. talked about it with take two, right? Like, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Very there's same. different. There's for example, there's a lot of companies that did nothing but put out a statement. Yeah, and if and that's just that's not nothing. Let's let's be let's be clear. Yeah, I'm, I didn't uh, say but, it was. but they didn't activate. No, no, I said it, and I, I I'm I'm correcting my statement. But there are things in the past that Activision Blizzard has done that they put their their bottom line first. But, but the and, I, I, mm -hmm. and they put the dollar first. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't see this as them not putting the dollar first. I see this as them Three. still going for that. They're still putting the dollar first. Because if, if this actually hurt their bottom line, they would not have done this. Yeah. And I was like, I, I want to hear what Gilbert has to say. I mean, I think everybody agrees that uh, the responses from all companies have been really good and, and, and appropriate. And that's the way it should be. Like they should follow said, what people want. Yeah. Well, not not what people want. What's right? Not what people. What's right? Mm. Period. You gotta support what's well, right. And 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 going to Activision Blizzard, they a lot of well, it's a big comp. Uh, it's a little bit complicated, but like the thought process is, they were not doing what a lot of people in the U.S. and the world deem right which was supporting the protesters yeah in hong kong well, correct because because they were not yeah. in a position to they were in a position to be the leaders they did not take that they they and that can be seen as protecting their investments and that's uh, what a lot of people think and that aspect to me blizzard is a huge hypocrite yeah but here's the thing and they're a hypocrite 
but they're forced into that hypocrite state, you know, because this is the thing. And, and, and that's the problem with all of this. Tencent, that, that Chinese company is like 6% shareholder on Blizzard, right? Uh, yeah, about 5 or 6%. So they they actually get to dictate terms inside of the company's yeah, decision making, sure. and that, that is big, a uh, an endemic shoulders. problem. That is that is that this is an opportunity, right, for society to understand one of the problems when market uh, and and market ownership uh, gets to the point. Where, where you have too much centralized uh, ownership, right? The whole point of the market is for ownership of a company's de- decision-making be distributed amongst the public. In fact, there are rules. After you go over 5% ownership of a, of a publicly traded company, you are subject to a specific set of rules that are different than people who who trade companies uh, at lesser percentages. So, so this is exactly why those rules were, were set. And, and it, it's also uh, showing us how they are so ineffective. Like they are not enough. Uh, and, and, and it's because of that. It's because companies are designed, you know, through through the whole market system to follow this thing and then i i don't know i i think both decisions from at least from blizzard's point of view they were money related and to not lose customers the problem problem is there was this company that had too much power over blizzard Mm. it's time to leave the company i don't know i mean so there's a point so they're a huge company they obviously have different things where they've done things in the past that contradict what they're saying now i just hope that they can actually maintain this and make it so that they actually take this seriously and ban people for making bad comments ban more bad users police it better that's that's where if if that actually happens and again the 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 proof is in the putting Uh, if if we don't see it actually done uh, then nothing's gonna happen and they just literally make a statement like everybody else Uh, but until it happens we we won't know all right, uh, that's a good discussion, and we'll we'll let's move forward because we we're still got a couple of things to talk about in the podcast. So, uh, thanks everybody. Those were our appetizers for the week, and we are going to move over to our main topic, our entree. So for this week, uh, we want to talk about uh, games as a service and the emergence of free games. And what do we mean by that? It's like uh, the last couple of years, at least this generation, games that are free to play are games that have been come out that are designed to be games as a service, whether paid or free, have exploded. And they've become incredibly popular and successful. And basically, I just wanted to let's have a discussion on what do you guys think of what's going on? Uh, Do you guys like these models? Do you guys dislike them? What do you like about them? What do you don't? Uh, do you think they're bringing uh, bad, uh, I guess, uh, customs or ideas for the game industry that you don't want them to flow forward or you want them to be adopted all over? And you are, we want every game to be games as a service. 
So I'm just going to draw it out with a question, which is basically, what do you, let's start with the free-to-play game, uh, free-to-play games concept. And do you guys think it's a successful model? And I think the answer would be yes. But why is it worth it? And why are so many people playing free-to-play games like Fortnite, League of Legends, etc.? Well, it's obviously successful. <laughs> well, that's not even a contest. The, yeah, the most popular game. Not a question. I have some numbers that I'll we can run later, but basically they are very successful. Obviously, uh, but what what makes them work? What, why are they that big? Being can anybody else? I think they're free <laughs> because they're making money. So the free part is good, but they're also making money. Yeah. So how do they make this money? So basically, the, the, the barrier of entry is really low, right? It's free to start playing. It's generally speaking, these games are, they run on most computers. Like you don't need a graphics card or anything. Um, yeah. yeah, like like League of Legends will run on a potato. <laughs> it will. I've tested it. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm sure Fortnite, Fortnite runs on your phone. Like, like, you know, so, so these games are widespread available, easy for people to get their hands on. And on top of that, they're fun. Generally speaking, they're fun. Like they're good games. So it's, um, it's a combination of all those things that make them blow in terms of numbers of playing numbers, like people, number of people playing it. And then because the people enjoy what they're playing and they like what they're doing in the game. They might want to get a skin, and they might want to get a, a battle pass, or, or is that the Fortnite term? I'm not sure. I think yeah, it's battle, battle pass. pass. <laughs> right to just unlock, like uh, unlock cosmetics and personalize their characters and their experience and all that stuff. And it's a lot easier to spend five, ten, twenty bucks on a game that you already enjoy and you're already sinking time into than to spend sixty on one that you don't have. Realistically speaking, an idea of what it's gonna be. <laughs> so, have have you guys spent money on a free to play game? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Gilbert, have you? I know. I think. I think you have spent money on League of Legends, correct? I, I did say yeah. I have. I have. I'll be. I'll I be honest. Yeah. I've, I've spent money on League of Legends. I spent money on like, Heroes of the Storm. At the end of the day, uh, I think Manny touched did a very, very, very good job on addressing like the reasons why free-to-play games are such a big hit in society, it, like today. Um, the biggest thing is that is the fact that uh, I don't know, like League of Legends has done a really good job on not just capitalizing on the fact that the game is fun, but also their esports scenes also help keep it going. But Riot has been, I would say one of the lead pioneers in that area to someone because i know that they've been able so, to expand so, into getting a lot of investment opportunities and all that stuff as well yeah so all right um, so, so you, I, from what i'm hearing you guys like that because the free-to-play games are easy to access because they're free obviously but but also because the 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 model that they have is simple that they create a community and that's what drives well, also, something something needs to be said, though. I think one of the reasons why these games are fun is because it's not pay-to-win as well. Like, a lot of these free-to-play games are pay-to-win, especially 
Like you can toss out some RPGs if you want. Perfect yeah, world. some old MMOs or that so, perfect yeah. world. They might they like, might get to that boundary. Like if you want to progress, you might have is, to pay. Is World of Warcraft a play of pay to win? No, 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 it's not. It's not. It's a That's a subscription play. service. It's a subscription oh, yeah. service. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, but they we'll have a free to play, free to, free to play version, correct? Down to no, like no, level thirty trial. or something. It's a trial. Yeah. Okay, so that's so it's just below. It's like, free to win too. Like I can give my example of Destiny. Destiny has a free to play mode now. I'm not, I don't shouldn't say mode. It is free to play, but basically you can't play the new content or get the new weapons because those are only for the paid players who paid for the expansion pass. Can you PvP or something? Yeah. Yeah, I think the entire yeah. original Destiny 2. All, all multiplayer is free to play. Okay, so that doesn't get impacted. You can still, you can still yeah. play. All the maps for multiplayer are free to play. All the co-op modes are free to play, except for, I think, one of them. Uh, and there's the no game. advantages? There's no advantages? Yes, there are, because Destiny is a RPG, but it's not an advantage from a paid perspective. It's not an advantage from, I played a lot more, so I have better weapons. And those, it's the same it. thing. That's pay to win. That's pay to win. No, that's, that's play, play to win. win. That's that's no, not time play to win. No. Okay. Pay. So here's how Perfect World did it. If you wanted to get um the ultimate level of of um the ultimate level, you would have to play thousands and thousands of hours. Okay. That's and, not pay to and win. You could just pay. That's pay to win. No. Destiny doesn't give you. You don't get the weapon. Yeah. That you didn't Destiny have to. doesn't give you the shortcut of like, give me five dollars like, and you're no. at the max level. Okay, good, <laughs> no, good. No, no. They did have something like that. They took it out, I believe, at the beginning. And and we'll talk about it specifically, which is paying paying for time advantages, paying for extra experience. But let's let's keep yeah, going so, with the multiplayer. That, that's a that's a mode. We'll go over it when we talk about like microtransactions and things like happen. Yeah. Right? So 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 the thing about like Fortnite and League of Legends, for example, since those are probably the two biggest ones, um, paying is just like I said, it's just to to unlock a cosmetic and and express yourself. I, I feel like correct mm -hmm. within that community, right? It's like it's like okay, look, I like this blue colors, or I like that. Um, Akali skin or, yeah, or exactly like, like, like that's my that's my champion. I want to I want to express that it is and exactly. I, I, and I you want, want her to look cool or whatever. Um, yeah. So I find I really... it fascinating for League of Legends because League of Legends you have to use real money to buy the skins, correct? Yeah. You don't. Yes. No. Okay. No. No. You, you do. Um, no. Or am I, or am I, you, you correct me? You guys skins, know what for the skins you do to unlock the champions. You, you can you, you can grind those out. Okay, no, well, actually, cool. you do have so so. Hold up, you do have to pay to unlock the skins <laughs> for the most part. But there now there are ways to unlock them without paying, yeah. but they take okay. a longer time. Much okay, longer. okay. All right, because um, like, I, I think there's a similar game, Heroes of the Storm. They actually let you buy the skins. Or am I am I wrong as well that they actually they let you buy the skins with the in-game currency? It just obviously takes a long time. Yeah. yeah. While yeah. League of Legends yeah. doesn't allow you to buy some skins. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think the price on some of them is too far that like you almost yeah. never make it to that. Like the twenty dollars yeah. skins or something. I don't think you'll get there with the no. <laughs> you think it's months to get whatever. They throw a little bit of luck into it. Yeah, yeah. like you might win the lotto. Yeah, you have like a point zero zero one chance of, but, of 
getting that. Yeah, one essentially, you get most of the. It, it is a they strike a really good balance, so, and it's just cosmetics, which is what really makes it an esport. So such a good esport. That's why they're so successful at it, and that's why they make so much money. So, so I wanted to go over kind of like the because I I think we have a lot of examples of games that are free to play that are big. I think the two biggest ones we can probably say are Fortnite and League of Legends, and, and Unless, possibly Dota two. Dota two, that's and, another wait, big and one. Counter Strike, Counter Strike, Counter Strike's a big one. That's Apex. Uh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Warzone, um, Apex Legends. So what? What Apex Legends has free to play and PUBG. So I, I, I think I'm noticing, and I, I noticed <laughs> wow. this before, before the podcast. Exactly. I, was, I was thinking about this. Like, is the success of these bigger ones, the the big or the big, the the top five, the top ten, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. is it that they only have one map, and the gameplay is the same for everybody, and thus, because it's so consistent in the gameplay, uh, that's what makes them big. Maybe. Where they have one map, they have one game mode, and that's it. They're consistent in this is what you're getting, this is what you're off, what I'm offering for technically, my play technically mode. League for a lot of time had like other modes. I think they still do, right? They they have ARM, so they do have other do. maps yeah, and modes. Yeah. So it's not just one map. Yes, yeah, the yeah. one map by all means is what ninety so percent of the people play, but you work. know, they do give you a little variety. Yeah. But I think like the other modes are more like 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 extras for like the yeah. like, spice. I think mm-hmm. that's the, still the main mode of League of Legends is the 5v5 mode, right? Yes. And the right. Fortnite is the Battle Royale, Apex Legends, same thing, but it's three versus three, three teams, sorry, Battle Royale. Yeah, you could probably say but the same for Counter Strike and I've, Battle Royale. I've always, and this is on me, I, I liked Heroes of the Storm. And I think the big problem that that game had was that it had maps, which is why I liked it, but it's why a lot of people probably didn't like it. Yeah, because I each map. map. Each map had their own um, mechanics, had their own yeah. metas. Like characters, Correct. different characters were stronger yes. depending on on the map that you played. And this is um, why I, li- I like the game, but I think that this is why it didn't pick up. It and could be very that, that one's hard to tell because um, I don't know. You think you think Blizzard at the time would like knock it out of the park with with all their well, Blizzard's the Prowess master of this in, type of in, games, right? Yeah. The games as a service games like Diablo, StarCraft, uh, uh, World of Warcraft, Overwatch. right? Blizzard. Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are the masters of this. They basically, Blizzard basically created the games as a service at this point. It, I can make that here's, argument. Here's my opinion. No, here's right. my These opinion. Are, wait, 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 we're wait, hearing wait. you like a like a it slow really robot. Bad. When when really when we're playing when we're watching, what? Okay, he's oh, back. No, he's he's gone. Perfect. Sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we <laughs> are technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Hard these days with the uh, relying on internet. Is that a little, a little better? Is nope, that, nope, nope, still not working. He's still trying to for the response. I like. That's bad. Damn. Like this, but okay. No, right. In the meantime, so all right. So we talked a little bit about free-to-play games. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit more about the free-to-play games, and then we can move over to the idea of games as a service, and then we can basically do a quick comparison on different different examples. But uh, for games, for free-to-play games, they obviously make a ton of money, and I have some statistics here to kind of point point make that point across. So for 2018, 
So I don't, I don't have the 2019 numbers. And this is numbers from Super Data. We talked about it last week during our digital sales thing. But for 2018, Fortnite made approximately $2.4 billion in revenue. That's 2.4 B with a B billion. But the digital games oh industry God. as a whole, the free-to-play games industry generated $88 billion. Yeah. I was gonna say most of that is in Asia, though, right? Mo most probably. of it might be in Asia, and more than probably fifty percent is from mobile only. Uh, but the free-to-play model definitely worked. Eighty-eight oh, billion dollars yeah. in two thousand eighteen, and only two point four were from Fortnite, which you would think like, oh, Fortnite must be killing it out there. And I'm like, no. So from it the top did. ten games out of all the earners, billion is a shit ton of money. 88 billion and of the top 10 games combined they only made 14 billion which means there's another 72 billion dollars for anybody else to pick up and they've been picking up and it's only growing so the free-to-play model is definitely alive and well i'm making money uh but basically what i wanted to ask the you you guys and just have a conversation is what kind of microtransactions are selling here? Because obviously they're free to play, free to download. So how are, how are they making their money? Is it the battle pass? Is it other things? What do you guys think is actually selling? How are they making well, money? Originality. Everybody wants to be special. That's uh, that's part of society. It's uh, they they're basically using. Hey, okay. sorry, we're having so, some audio so difficulties. Stand, you know. Sounds like he's drunk or something. I don't know. Like a drunk robot. Now now it sounds fine. Hold on, hold on. Caesar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Here's the thing. They're basically basically, you know, League of Legends, for example. It's a sport, right? People enjoy watching it. People yeah. enjoy identifying with their with their with their peers. People enjoy the social aspect. And Correct. then now you, you want to differentiate yourself from everybody else. Not only that, but when you get good at a game, there are some social cues that you're giving your opponent. It's it's like war time. Uh, do you remember those those uh, the Last Samurai, the movie, you know, that war armor, that that face mask that you were to intimidate the one from the Ninja Like, this is what I'm saying. This is when people get invested in a game, they customize, they self-identify, they want to get out of the cookie cutter and they also want to show everybody else that they're strong and good. And that's 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 what's selling. That's what's giving these companies so much money. He's saying like 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 the, the community event, the sporting events, they're making you look unique. So basically cosmetic microtransactions, right? So this is this is what I'm hearing. Uh Gilbert, why don't you yeah, jump, yeah. Jump, jump in on this? What what do you think are the microtransactions that are selling? What, what microtransactions do you see that are like interesting that people I are mean, using? It's it's all microtransactions, stuff that people can't afford, and that's just basically how it is. 
I mean, little by little, the the way you keep people engaged is by releasing small batches of content on a con like on a constant basis. That's how Fortnite is getting and keeping that market engaged and still playing and playing and playing. Yeah, same with League actually. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's that's just how it is. They like they have it. That's how they not only make the revenue but keep their audiences engaged. And so that's, that's the that's the games as a service part of it, right? Yep. Or yep. it's like exactly you have the game, so, and then you just give them content, roll out content. That's the service. So and yeah. and that's that's where I wanted to kind of go with the microtransaction conversation because I I I'm, I was thinking before the podcast and this is talking to myself, is what type of microtransactions have I bought in the past or considered buying? And is that a model that actually works? Like, I'll give you an example. I was playing years ago. I was playing Pokemon Go. Remember the mobile game where you could play Pokemon outside? And I wanted to catch this one Pokemon. I was out of the Pokeballs. So I decided to put a dollar for five extra balls so I could catch it. And I just gave him a dollar. And I don't regret it to this day, but I remember that. It wasn't Is bad. That your it was first dollar. dollar. <laughs> that was my first dollar. I probably Is that like popping the chair. It's so simple. A dollar, a dollar is nothing. A dollar yeah. lets me continue get what I want, et cetera, et cetera, right? And yeah. I think that's how they get you. Once you once you're in for a dollar, you're in for a pound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? The hardest thing, the the hardest thing is is honestly just getting that credit card number in. Once yeah. you have that in, yeah. it's it's just like a click away. Yeah, re, re, there, and, and it's and it's even easier now. Uh, but like like once you started paying for like a little skin, you're like, hmm, maybe I want to get another skin. Like wh- once you once they breach that wall that you have, which is, oh, this is free. Why would I spend money? The second you break the gap of, let me spend a little bit of money, then the money is no issue. It doesn't matter if you spend, spend five bucks or 50 bucks for a free to play game. It doesn't matter. At that point, I'm getting what I wanted. And here's the thing. The companies not only know that, but some of them start implementing strategies that, you know, they oh, order into can, yeah, addiction. Yeah, we about that. Yep. They, they start using tactics that are very similar to what casinos have mastered over. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let, the dopamine drip. So let's talk about yeah. the, uh, that. the concept well, of like casinos is our loot boxes. And we're, we're, I know we're going straight about. So, so, I, is so the he, random movement bad? No, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, I think there's also another thing that I, we need to talk about is the fact that these companies are hiring other companies that do research and analysis. Oh, uh, they're, how they're going beyond that. No, they're hiring yeah. psychologists. How to maximize profits and. Like, who knows if there's already a system in place that if you actually purchase something, you're probably you're probably yeah. likely to get up into oh, a game with a higher chance of winning or yeah. something like that to make you feel as if, oh, my God, you know, they associate you associate buying to winning. Correct. I don't know. That is that, that could be. That is pay to win does. No, no, that no, is... no, 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 no. I'm talking about like oh, hitting, hitting that dopamine button. Correct. Yeah. And you, they oh, yeah. associated I, it to, oh, oh my God, that's even better. I, I do want to ask 
my my da my data question. Yeah. So is is he still there? Yeah, he he kind of got interested because this topic is right up his alley. I, he, did he go to sleep? Is it too late? Too early? What? He's here. He's here. <laughs> I think he wanted to get. Uh, I, I remember I always sleep. Late. <laughs> it, okay, uh, Dad, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, I think so. The metaphor with the gaming, uh, with the game industry, is is very good. Uh, gaming is some kind of addiction. Uh, for it's very different for different people, but it's a kind of addiction. And remember, uh, the the uh, that's that's it's a thing that the people and the companies that are in this uh, business. They like it because they like that the people to buy the things for addiction. Yeah. So that so happens. You, so you would. So Papi, Papi, you would you would know this. Uh, when a company designs something with the idea to get you hooked, is that something you see a lot? Is that something where it's very obvious? I was like, okay, this is actually designed to be visually pleasing or something like that. That could be happen. But uh, nobody talks about that. Uh, that could be happen, but nobody talks about that. Remember the problem with the opi opioid addictions. The company uh -huh. that uh, manufactures and sells the, the opioids is right now in big, big problems. There's a lot of uh, suits. So do for, they advertise to people to get opioids? I mean, I, I'm not, I don't know much about the, the way oh, that... No, no. They don't advertise. They, they don't, don't advertise. Exactly. They don't so, advertise. But, but, they, they, keep, they keep the information of the heart addiction of those medications uh, hidden. Hidden. Like, hidden. Like the tobacco industry in the past. So... That Correct, be... but like you were talking about the tobacco industry and they actually made advertisement specific so that they could target people to get yes. more sales. But remember, remember, it's something, it's something not, uh, not obvious is on the, you know, it's on the back because you're going to make a lot of money. If a lot of people is hooked in that things. And that happens not only in gaming, that happens with medications, that happens with gaming, and that happens with uh, consuming there are a lot of things. There's there's a whole there's a whole of people in the marketing industry that is watching all the time if these things hook to the people. Yeah, they have professionals specifically to be like, oh, can this hook somebody? Yeah, remember the Tamaguchi you are talking uh, before? That that thing is that thing Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Hey, I paid money for the Pokemon. I, I admit it. They they make the people some kind some kind of addiction to these things. This is true. I needed that squirrel. He was a squirrel. I didn't have one. I needed him. But yes, you I... remember that. <laughs> you remember? Yes, and that's marketing. They, they they appeal to the psychology of the people. Correct. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think that, that at some point we have to just accept that they're just appealing to human nature 
and our human tendency to become addicted to things. Yeah. And at one point or another, you cannot blame them for taking advantage of it because it's kind of like inherently okay. so, to us. So I have an example, and we, we can move on I, a little bit from this. Uh, there is an example of a company, and I want to hear from others because uh, I think uh, me and my dad have been monetizing this last five minutes. Um, yeah. the, there's an example of a company that did something really, really scummy and they did it and they tried to sell it basically almost to kids. And I'm oh. talking about the Electronic Arts Star Wars Battlefront 2 model they had at the beginning. And that caused a complete uh, chaos in the game industry where even you had Wait. congressmen talking about that this is a casino for kids. And they didn't say Battlefront 2, they said the words Electronic Arts is making a Star Wars game that's a casino for kids. Explain Set by a congressman, right? So, so basically, Star Wars Battlefront 2 launched with what we call loot boxes, whereas you could pay a dollar to get a random assortment of things. In that game specifically, you could get things that gave you an advantage, which means right. you could pay to get an advantage, pay to win as well as Star Wars being marketable for kids, as Correct. well as yeah. how the loot boxes and, are like, and, like visually and, appealing and, and all this stuff. Right. And like, the game was made so that if you wanted your favorite characters, which may or may not have been stronger than the ones you had now, you had to pay like $80 if, yeah, if you, you wanted were Vader. Like, to get them. You would have to have yeah. paid around $80 to get Darth Vader. And if you have one yeah, and if you have one million kids, that one that you have 80 million in you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Simple yeah. math. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, that game that obviously costs money. <laughs> it's so crazy. But that's, that's an example of a game, and that's a pay to pay. To, uh, that, was a, that was not a free to play game. No, that was on top of that a. That was a paid game, game that, that cost you $60. In addition to the $60, it's like, hey, you want to play as your favorite character, which is stronger than the current one you have? Pay $80 per character. Oh, guess what? We have 16 characters for you. Oh, guess what? You want to, you want to progress? You need to pay money to level up your character. That's how so bad it was. It sounds like the discussion is going into like what is acceptable <laughs> in yeah. uh let's in terms of microtransactions in a free to play game against so uh, let's, a non free. Let's go game. with what 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 are the well let's let's go with the, everybody. What have you seen based on what you played? What are the good models of microtransactions and uh, just None. things <laughs> that you can get a free to play game? None? No, I just have a, a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. for microtransactions in general. We, Define we good microtransactions. Exactly. <laughs> there are there are models that could work. That's like, hey, this game is free. Like you all like League of Legends. You all do not have a problem with that free to play model, apparently, unless I'm wrong and you guys hate the model. Because it's a free to play game. Correct, but it's a free to play game. But you hard, guys have all hard money to, in it. But it's hard to. Like trounce on predatory practices on a free to play when that's their income, you know. Correct, correct. I think I think it depends. If it's truly predatory, like um, and catered like to the kids, I think that's messed up regardless. Yeah, like, I, even if like, it is free to play. So like just on, yeah. a, on a socially acceptable level, that should well, not be acceptable. So what, what could be an acceptable way? Oh, okay, you know what? You know what? The okay, battle pass, or you just see what you purchase before you purchase. Loot boxes are not acceptable. 
Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Random. It's gambling. It is gambling. It is gambling. Like, it's just unfair. It, yeah. It's it's addressing what you was talking about earlier, with regards to attacking that uh, dopamine and addiction. Yeah. To it. It's like it's like Overwatch, right? Because that's the the one I like to go to. A cool skin is released. Guess what? You're gonna have to spend money on loot boxes until you get it by chance. Yes, Complete I hate chance. that. Exactly. As opposed to League of Legends, where it's like they actually do have loot boxes now, but they're like in on top of their their original model, which is like okay, I like that skin. I could go buy that skin directly, but now you could yeah. get a loot box for cheap or for free, and then maybe randomly get it right. So like they they, I don't like the loot box idea, but if if there was ever a way to implement it, that's like an okay bare bones way because it's mostly free. Yeah, you could buy them, but all the loot boxes I've gotten in in League, I've been free, um, and I've gotten a couple of skins out of it. Is it the one that exactly I wanted? No. But if I really wanted one badly, I could go buy it. I think Fortnite does the same thing. Um, well, I don't know if they had loot boxes, but I know they have skins for sale, and they have the Battle Pass, which the Battle Pass, you could see exactly what's available, right? In the entire Battle Pass. So in case people don't know what a Battle Pass is, it's like, say, 30 or 50 items that you can unlock by playing. But you need to buy to unlock the battle pass. And then the more you play, the more things you unlock. So basically, like, rewards people that are already invested. Yeah. I think you guys hit it right on. Yeah. On, and, and bro, on to, ex to expand on the battle pass, I think what really makes the Fortnite model work is not just that the battle pass exists. It's that it, it makes it an event that the community can wrap around. And because it... It's a leveling system, so you, you actually level up. There's like there's experience in, in Fortnite. Mm -hmm. So because yeah. you level up, but your your everybody's experience is reset every three months when a new battle pass comes out. So even the best player, you 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 you'll have your old skins, but it's like, hey, everybody's we got brand new skins for this season. Go for it. And what, yeah, people... what happens is Twitch players and and streamers and famous people are playing. And if you see somebody with the cool new costume. Oh, that's a great player. I want that. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the thing for the season. That's yeah, how you have to look. That's one thing. People also like the sense of progression, right? And these games yes. generally don't have a lot of progression. You're just running the same maps and over, over and over for the most you part. Just reset, reset your progression every every. Season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this gives them like a bit of an overall progression. It's like, yeah, yeah making progress towards that one skin that I really like. Did League of Legends release something recently where actually you can actually sh finally? show the progression of your character like you level yeah, up and they have they have like mastery i think they call it where yeah, you yeah. the more you play a character the more yeah. masterful at it you are and you get like a little badge so yeah they've added progression yeah. in ways exactly yeah. so they're, they're they're taking that from i think the fortnite model Caesar trying to say something i cannot hear uh, yeah, no, Caesar, you're still having right, i just changed, uh, i changed my my headset all right. Hey, while he works it out, let's. Let, so let, let me let's, tell you something, Eric. Give me a right. second here. I. Like this is the thing. If it's gambling, it's a bad practice, mm -hmm. right? Because it takes away the power of the consumer to actually achieve their goal under their own means. And in essence, it feeds on that primal need to get to that achievement, but you don't have a clear path to it. 
Yeah. We the can, the thing about can... gambling is gambling is also like illegal for children, right? So gambling is explicitly for adults to get into because adults Funny are supposed and, uh, to know what they're doing. So Manny, I hear you on that comment, but I've always thought, what the hell are then them trading card packets? That's for kids that you don't yeah. know what the fuck is in there. The only reason those things are illegal, and they are, like we've had lawsuits about this in the past, and I like we, we're not gonna go over that, but they're legal because you get a physical item. The yeah, physical item has a value, mm -hmm. and that's why it's not gambling. But yeah. the, and and they, they make the same assessment with the digital good uh, for loot boxes, and I'm like, it's not the same at all because you have a physical product that you could technically resell. In the digital space, you don't get anything uh, for that digital item it actually is gambling because you are getting a random a number remember, generator and that's it hey remember gambling is legal because there are laws that make it legal there gambling is legal because there's people that can make money for it being legal and thus we made yeah, it because legal there are laws that make it illegal but when later they change it alcohol now is legal but because if I can, Bobby, because if I can make it legal and just collect taxes from it, then I'm going to make it legal, and that's what the states have decided. Yeah, not true. No, that's not true. True. Okay. True. No, that's true. <laughs> Is he saying not true or true? Are He's saying gonna... that's true. It's just yeah, a no, it's gonna, I'm not yeah. My true. father agrees with me. <laughs> 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 Uh, when 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 the the prohibition goes, uh, the state don't make any money for <laughs> alcohol taxes. All Correct. the money goes to the mob, to the yep. to the mob that uh, make alcohol. Okay, uh, remember me. I don't speak too much English. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but when the government and the state. Uh, uh, recognize that they are not making money, the money is going to the mob, they make legal. So the next topic, let's let's move over to this conversation to games as a service. So there's obviously the, the alternate, because free-to-play games are designed to be services for the most part, or there's they're games that are designed to keep you engaged for long periods of time, thus making them feel like a service that you that you log in every day. But there are actually also pay, paid games or even free-to-play games that are more that fall more towards the they're they're actually designed as services, right? And we can have a couple of examples, uh, such as Destiny. Obviously, Destiny now has a free-to-play model, but it was designed to be as a service, games as a service. Uh, Anthem, uh, the EA debacle, even though I finished that game, and it wasn't that bad, but it was still very lacking. It, that was designed to be something where you were supposed to be able to play that every time. And it just it lacked everything. Obviously, other games like Grand Theft Auto Online, there it's a games as a service, and that's a huge one. That's probably the biggest one. That's a paid product, uh, unless you got it at Epic Games a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but basically, what um, so what so we we all we we all play games as a service games. Uh, so what do we think about these? What are the best examples? Uh, I think I want to start with. I get, I'll ask Manny, and I'll ask him a specific question. Is Monster Hunter World a games as a service game? Um, in the definition no. of games as a service, 
I mean, I would say yes, actually, because they keep providing content. Correct. I, I um, mean, I think it is. But right? I would say it's one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah but, but like you, you get the example of there's, there's, there's games that are, so I think Monster Hunter World is a game as a service. I think it's a really good service. I've actually bought the game twice, at least Iceborne, the latest expansion. Even I did it. Obviously, you bought it like five times, probably, for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, but they, you have the equivalent free-to-play version, which is basically Dauntless, right? There's a free-to-play version of Monster Hunter. So, so Dauntless, it's it's very similar to Monster Hunter, right? The, the, those developers made the game like Monster Hunter because they are actually fans of it, and they thought there was a gap, right, in the in the in the games that are like this. So that was why they decided to do that, and they went free-to-play as a um, just strictly a business decision based on their priorities and whatnot. But um, what, what are we what are we comparing here? Monster so, Hunter paid no, no, play so game against the there's, there's game? games that are paid that are games as a service, but there's also their free to play counterparts. You can talk about Rainbow Six Siege versus Counter Strike, or Overwatch versus Paladins, and the idea of you have games. Those are all games as a service. They offer a specific idea that that specific gameplay element mm -hmm. but some are paid and i would i would say all the paid ones are better in that scenario even uh even though probably people wouldn't say rainbow six siege is better than counter-strike i think it is and i'm probably in the minority but well, personal, some, personal preference right you but, could yeah you but could add valorant to that mix correct correct so valorant uh well, i guess you can add valorant to that mix but there there are games that are free to play that are games as a service and they're, they're, they're equivalent of them that are paid games as a service. Let me see the paid games are probably more backed up. They have more money. They have more finance. They're higher polish. I have a question. Yeah. What are, what's your definition of a service? What defines the service model uh, as, a, as a, in the gaming industry? So does I'll, it mean that you are paying um, no, so, uh, for the service every on a, on a cyclical basis? So I'll I'll okay. try to define games as a service, Caesar, and it's uh, it's the model where you create a game where you add mechanics within the game to keep people playing and as a result paying over long periods of time. But so you add mechanics you... to a game to keep people engaged into it. It's not God of War. God of War is not a game to the service because it doesn't have mechanics like that. But Monster Hunter World adds mechanics. But how do you differentiate it from a free-to-play game? You know what I mean? What is the differentiation well, between a free-to-play game and a games as a service in so, your definition? So they're the same. They're the same thing. They're they're both games as a service. It's just one is free and the other one is paid. Paid, well, then that's basically what we want to discuss. It's like, are they that much of a difference? Where uh, has, has the line reached a point where we can't tell the difference between a free-to-play games as a service and a paid games as a service? Like, well, why should you pay for Destiny anymore when you get a free-to-play version? Why should I pay for Overwatch when Paladins exist? I mean, if you well, like the game, mean, dude. Free to play doesn't necessarily no, no, mean. I, yeah, but, but, but do you think because we have games as a service, and do you think is it just going to go away, or is every game going to come? Is Assassin's Creed going to become a games as a service? 
not necessarily. Like what works for Is one it? company doesn't work for the <laughs> might not work for the other, you know. Mm. But they're they're definitely these big companies are all definitely trying to move into games as a service. They are. Yeah. Ubisoft literally has a PowerPoint presentation about it. Like like it's no longer games, now it's a service, right? And 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 it's about like long a big circle where it's like it it out of content and they just keep making content and and having returning players and returning payers, right? So people that are invested and keep spending money on it. It's a long-term financial solution for them rather than a, a short-term boost. Yeah. And what about and what about this whole thing where games as a service could be interpreted as Let's say, for example, Game Pass on the Xbox. You know, Wait, it's not, not necessarily not, that that your your game yeah. is as, what, as you know the well, update, what I but, what I think. Caesar, uh, I, 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 I hear your point. Yeah, I hear your point, Caesar. What I think the concern there is is that more companies are going to make more get their games as games as a service, so that when I put it on Game Pass. I don't, I'm not actually losing that much value because the value is in engaging people constantly rather than selling the $60 head on. That's where I think, yeah. I think most companies are, and this is why Ubisoft, I think Look, uh, they were going with all their games to be open world, things like that, because if a lot of people are playing those. So, so here's, here's, I, I got to add to this. Yeah. Like, here's the thing like, games as a service does not equal free to play anymore. Like, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. No, like no, if no. you look at look at look at all fighting games nowadays, yeah, they that's what all I mean. all of them come with the mind like, okay, we're losing, we're releasing MK12. Yeah, these are the initial roster. This is the initial roster, mm -hmm. and we're gonna have five season passes, all of them at thirty dollars per. So if you think about it, you're talking about two hundred total or more, and that's without cosmetics added in. Yeah. Same I, I with uh, MMOs, yeah. dude. Yeah. Same thing with yeah, MMOs. MMOs like, are the perfect example. MMOs, fighting games, and Caesar. I'll, I'll I'll let you talk about MMOs because yes, that is that no, MMOs are a service nowadays. I'll, I will pause that because I think we've gone enough. Sorry to cut you off, Caesar. If you're going to something, but I think that's the thing. Like, I want to start the MMO discussion because they don't take another twenty minutes. Not a game as a service. It's a paid product, and that's all you get. No, but you still get the service. You still get patches. You still get patches, right? But you're not getting. It's I, not I, part I of the economic. You, they don't get any economic benefit out of it, so it's not really. They so do. What are you talking do, about? Wow has millions of subscribers, and they make bank a month on this. They don't yeah, and they also sell microtransactions. What subscription? They don't have a subscription base. Of which game are you talking Wait, which about? Which game are you talking Monster about, Hunter. bro? Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Oh, Monster Hunter. So Monster Hunter did DLC in terms of Iceborne. That could be considered like the... Oh, that's DLC. Should, that's should Monster Hunter be selling more microtransactions cosmetic? They, they are don't. selling microtransactions. No, they are. Should they be doing more? Because they hardly have any, let's be honest. I Compared think as long others, as it doesn't interrupt with like their current structure and like and like way of delivering content, that's fine. Like To me, that's fine. Like, yeah. like I, I like they're they, they they're one of the best in terms of providing free content after launch, I like agree. actual game content. Like, there's so much after the launch of of Iceborne or the, or the, or the vanilla game that that you could like it doubles the lifetime of the game, and almost no game does that without like a paywall behind that. Or, yep, I mean, true. maybe Ubisoft or, or does that for like some players. games. Yep. 
Um, but it's very rare to see that without like yeah, a, a big. Not qualified as a games as a service because they didn't take advantage of. We're hearing you kind of low, so I'm going to interrupt, and I think we're going to cut it here. I think that was a good discussion uh, on games as a service. We could probably have talked for another hour, but we're going we're gonna to cut it here because we want to keep the podcast shorter. Uh, yeah. And we're reaching our goal. So um, I, I guess we can all agree on one thing, which is that Monster Hunter World is great. Okay. And with that... <laughs> And with that, uh, let's let's go over to our the end of the show, and we're gonna start going with our desserts uh, for this meal. So, does anybody want have any desserts for this week? Anyone wants to start? I do. I do. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about the architect, the PS5 hard drive. And how that can probably be where the hard next... drive? Yes, because that's gonna be the key. No, you're taking the solid state drive. It's still a hard drive. Yeah, yeah. Well... But the, so going back to it, like I feel like I, I've been doing a lot of reading, and Sony is the best suited to tackle some of the key challenges in game development, and the way they're like I've been reading, and I'm hoping that it establishes and pushes the baseline of where game development is at right now, moving forward. Because I think we can all agree that console gaming has such a big impact in terms of oh yeah for the, sure. the money involved. Pro- I mean, that... probably the it'll be interesting. Like I don't have numbers between console versus PC or it's something changed. like that. Yeah, but I changing, but... yeah, I'm I'm. Mobile is probably the the winner here, but I don't know between console and PC which one sells most. Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, if console probably sells most, but but that's because it's a very easy entry point into people getting into gaming. Yeah. Yes. But what I'm trying to get at is hopefully, you know, I believe this is gonna push that baseline of where game development is at and push it forward uh, the most, like. What I'm thinking is this comes out, game development will change. Uh, and I'm hoping Xbox doesn't set the baseline, given that it's the weaker of the two. The, the wait, weakest link. wait. I, I literally just had a discussion with somebody online about the same topic. And I don't think the Xbox also having an SSD is any bottleneck to the PlayStation 5's uh, hard drive. No, it's not. But I, well, it 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 wait, it 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 could be. It is not. It could be because it is not at all. Third parties because any game develop. that is coming for both PlayStation and Xbox probably is also coming for PC, and PCs have hard drives. You need to account for that. that which that's means what I'm PCs saying. PCs are gonna be the bottleneck. That's Never what I'm saying. Be... That's what I'm saying. Okay, like exactly. this is okay. this is gonna move the the baseline, will which will impact not just console. But Correct. PC as well. Yeah, That's but I think I think because both both the Xbox and the PlayStation are using SSDs, that's gonna maybe move forward where the point where hopefully PCs go that way. So it's like, in this case it's console. You might get, do you think you might get like hard hard drive requirements as a minimum requirement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Late, late, late in the generation maybe, but yeah, but it's because both Xbox and PlayStation have forced it, not because PlayStation has done it. I want to give. 
both credit because you're both going into the SSD formatting. I think awesome. PlayStation is doing an excellent job at actually making like this should be the priority. PlayStation, like, yes, PlayStation is going to be. I like that. It, I like that concept. I just don't think anybody else is going to make that big of a change because they're going to be pushing that speed. Maybe it won't, but it won't because these, these developers are gonna develop for all platforms, dude. Yes. And that's that's the that's the bottom line for yes. all third party. Only Sony can probably get really wish, really good advantage right. of it. And which means they're gonna develop their games for PCs that have hard drives. <laughs> and, like, and here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Sony's actually being friendly about releasing on PC now. Right, so they might not even go that far into that technology, like like at least not far enough that it, it renders the game unplayable on regular hard drives or something. Correct. Like that. Correct. Yeah. And, and right. they're doing that. That you can. They're doing that for external storage. Yeah. So that so. that was a good dessert, Giver. Thank you so much. We could have probably gone another ten minutes. Uh, all right. So anybody else have any desserts? I know I have so, mine, but I'm I'm shaking. I've got a little dessert. You know. Alright, here's a quick one. Uh, Cesar, start. Yeah, it's a quick one. Um, since I, I recently lost my PC to RNG, she's resting in peace. Uh, I've recently been looking into mobile, you know what I mean? And Stardew Valley is actually an amazing looking game. I really have been seeing these Maybe streaming is, you know, the future. Um, as a person who's has, who has lost their PC recently, uh, I'm currently not 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 really a PC master race at this point. And you know, mobile gaming is 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 actually surprisingly open right now. And Stardew Valley is one I'd like people to look into because it's actually looking pretty fun it's a it's a cool um exploration and you can do like minecraft things and terraria things or you can go explore and 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 deal uh tons of damage so you're you're excited about the streaming future and being able to actually play games I where you don't need your pc yeah because i just lost it because you're and the pc elitist of this group which is amazing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's the dessert, you know, just dessert. <laughs> Excellent, thank you. I, that's I a very sad bring, dessert. I love it when someone yeah. brings dessert. Like, I, like, I, I lost my PC guys. Yeah, just, just be a little careful with with which mobile games you put time into, because a lot of them can, you know, they have the gotcha mechanics. Yeah, that free to play that's model with the addiction and all that stuff. You just gotta. At our conversation, we just had. Be careful. All right, you can you can proceed. Uh, they did like playing like 150 hours Animal Crossing. Uh, I am very lucky with the villagers because I got Beauty, Raymond, Fauna, and Marshall. And whoever plays Animal Crossing will know how big of a deal that is. So you're saying that Animal Crossing has a wedding wedding event? Yeah, they have a wedding event in June, and you basically go take pictures at Harvey's Island, and you'll get some furniture. So it's kind of cute. So what does it mean to have a wedding event in the game? Uh, is it an actual wedding? Yeah, you actually get married. Yes. A real wedding? In the game. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, yeah, in I'll the game. The games. Just... I don't think it's a real... Oh, you can't is make there it like some real, sort of binding but... contract in the game? Yeah, That's what I mean. You it. Like, no, nobody, nobody reads the, the, the terms of service, so maybe it is a wedding. 
<laughs> it's just like an event, you know, like a monthly event or something. No, it's legally binding. I'm pretty sure it's legally binding. It's a it's a couple of sheep uh, celebrating their anniversary. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's really cute. You just get stuff, and it's really funny if you look online because like, you gotta do take a couple pictures every day, or make different sets every day, and people have gotten bored and put really funny stuff, like a, a like a wedding in hell. <laughs> uh, you're selling this game every day now. <laughs> Just it's it, 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 the, the, the connection between Animal Crossing and Doom keeps getting closer and closer. <laughs> All right, yeah, nobody they, got that joke. Nobody got that joke. They came out of the what? same day. <laughs> All right, <laughs> right. Uh, that, that was a great dessert. Thanks. Uh, all right, anybody else have a dessert? Eric, do you want to go next? Or do you, uh, you I'll, I'll guess I will go next, bro. Thank right. you. Uh, so my dessert is that there was a recent uh, remaster, not a remake, a remaster, uh, announced that I'm really, really very excited for because it's for the a game called Kingdoms of Amalur. It's called Re-Reckoning. It's uh, one of those games that I really liked on the 360. I just wish I could have finished it. I, I, I loved it. It was basically what I felt it was an MMO, but made as a single-player game. And it had... Uh, decent action like god of war things like that so they're actually remaking this game it came out in 2012 they it's got an interesting background which is it was designed by this company called 38 studios which was ran by kurt schilling which is a pitcher for the boston red sox that won the world series and had the whole bloody sock and he actually made a game studio that this was their first game that they made and he was a huge fan of like world of warcraft things like that so he wanted to make a video game. He made this game, but apparently during the process of making this game, he took a loan from the state of Rhode Island and then they couldn't pay him back and there was a bunch of lawsuits. And if you Google this, you'll find a blast as to how bad you can screw up a game studio. But the game they made is actually really good, and I, I thought. So they're making a, re a remake and I'm extremely excited for it. And I can't wait for it to come out. And that's why this I have actually a question on that. Yeah, go. Um, that game was really ahead of its time, wasn't it, in the combat? I think that it was because it allowed you to change. You, you, were, you weren't stuck to one mode. You, you, so if you were a melee character, you had to keep going melee. You could switch on the fly. Yeah. And and it had a lot of advanced mechanics that nowadays, sure, they're 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 kind of commonplace. But back then, like I was looking into it, and and I was impressed by how forward thinking it was. It was actually yeah. like a super successful in that sense, um, maybe even pioneering a lot of what we now think is is we take for Normal. granted. Common. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we consider we consider normal way. Consider this is what you should be doing. They started doing that, uh, one of the first companies to, I think, really come up with a very diverse combat system. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think their combat system is was most widely praised, where it was like you, you have the variety of, of your, your sword combat, like it moves like God of War, but you also have magic, and it was like a cool And cool And the, the interesting thing about this, which is why I really am very happy the, the remake is happening, is because the game studio, is, it's the only game the studio ever made. And they went bankrupt. So the rights went to the wind and THQ Nordic wow. bought them without knowing what was going to happen. And thankfully, somebody decided to make a remake. 
or at least the issue Nordic decided to make a remake. So I'm, I'm extremely yeah. happy that they, they bought think... it and they decided to make this remake. Yeah. So THU Nordic has been buying a lot of old IPs. They have been. And no I'm, what they're doing with and when they bought it, I'm thinking, oh, this is dead. They just bought it to keep it, but they're probably never going to do anything with it. No. So I'm, I'm actually happy people are buying old APs and actually bringing them back like this, where you yeah. think it's dead in the water. Yeah, it's cool. I like and it. It's not. And it's so. surprising because I thought they needed to get like permission from EA since EA they, was the original publisher. EA is oh, okay. the original publisher. EA still owns the publishing rights and EA is publishing. It's allowing them to publish. Okay, so EA is only allowing them to EA publish. They're not actually allowed, touching EA it. EA still owns the publishing rights. That's And they're just allowing them to do it. <laughs> And right. they, I try to look for that information. It's just a bad shit mix of this is one of the examples of where video game rights go to die, and this is still alive, and I'm just happy for it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, all right. Great. That's my, the the thing, death of though. a video game is is a sad thing. Yeah. Maybe that's and another it, topic. Right. But here's the thing though. Like how much how how much can we expect? What should we expect from a remake nowadays? Because I've seen stories of remakes. We don't know. Obviously, this is a, this is a remaster, not a remake. Yeah, but uh, we can make a remake another time. Something like that. Yeah, but, to me, to me, that's a that's its own episode, man. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can talk about specific remakes. I know there's, we have some fantastic remakes. Example, two months ago, we had an amazing one. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. But yeah. the, we can talk about remakes. We can talk about wish that nobody's so played. <laughs> That, uh, yeah, that we all have. That one, that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. All right, that one. All right, never mind. That's the cert. All right, no, well, I'm missing mine. So <laughs> mine is the cert. Yours. My, yeah, I don't think, I don't have a huge investment, but I, I, I wanted to mention this anyways because it's, it's kind of cool. Um, so EA just released a, speaking of remakes, just to knock on wood, um, a remake <laughs> of Command and Conquer. Like the original Command and Conquer games with like its its original expansions. So I think it's and apparently it's been very well received. So I think it's rather cool, like you know, keeping a game alive and and right and doing this for the fans. It, this one really feels like it's more for the fans than like a quick cash grab, at least from what I've heard. As opposed to, again, it also came up earlier today, the the Warcraft Three Reforged. Um, yes. I, I I I love that you brought this story up because I, I like I like Command and Conquer games. I played them. Yeah. Right? And I'm I like I like strategy games. I don't know what to think about this because the last time EA announced a Command and Conquer game, it was we have a new Command and Conquer game, E3, and it was a fucking mm -hmm. mobile. Yeah, Sorry. it was like a slap and on the that face of the face, yeah. killed this franchise for me so hard. Yeah, so maybe That's, this is a good way to try to bring it back because it it was solid. They're solid games. I remember good solid games. Yeah, if if there was an RTS that I played, uh, well, I would say Age of Empires, but this one would come second for sure. Right. Like this is probably the one of my top RTSs. Yes. But um, another cool thing, real quick, is that EA is releasing this game and a lot of their other games on Steam. So now a lot of the EA games are available on Steam. They're being friendly about. Um, publishing these games are no longer forcing you to use Origin. And yeah, that's good. That's just better for the consumer. If they don't want to mm, use Origin, they could use Steam. Uh, that is such a fascinating concept and idea that I do not know why of all people EA are doing this. And <laughs> I, I, I find it fascinating. Maybe it's maybe, just old games. Yeah, may, maybe these right? companies are realizing that the bad PR eventually catches no, up to you. And maybe, like... they're, maybe they're realizing that it's better to be together 
and to have multiple sell multiple things in multiple stores rather than to have exclusives to one store. Yeah, I'm sure that that they what Steam takes, let's say 30% of the cut, right? They probably take less because it's a big publisher with big games and they probably have like some sort of contract. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still probably worth selling, I don't know, an additional 100,000 copies or millions of copies, depends, than than not doing that, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think they've they've gone to the five whatever five, how many years Origin has been out where they've run the numbers and it's like, damn, we really didn't we we're not selling games in Origin the way we were on Steam, not by a long shot, and they probably need to sell on both side systems because I don't I don't I think you Bethesda has abandoned their launcher right or have they? I have no I idea. Did, I don't think it seems no. dead at this point. I, I mean, it, it, there's nothing on other than Bethesda Correct. games, right? But but it's like. Yeah, so, I don't think they have abandoned it because what did Wastelanders come out on Steam? I think maybe Wastelanders. I came don't out know, Steam, but, it, but it's something where like I see companies like Bethesda and EA now with this example, they're finally going. They're they're doing like we have we can have our own launcher, but we're also releasing on Steam, and hopefully that's the case. Yeah, and you know what? I another thing I heard is that those games released on Steam normally when you like a third party game releases on Steam, it requires you to go through the third party app anyways yeah so like for for bethesda games you need to still need the bethesda launcher yes. if you buy it on steam apparently ea is not doing that like you don't have to go through origin nice you just launch it okay, i'm not sure i, I think perfect. i'm pretty sure that's the case for command and conquer i don't know about all the other games cool all right yeah perfect all right that's i think that story. um yeah i think that ends our our gaming meal for today everyone um we had a couple of technical issues today sorry about that but it happens in this day and age with um we Not just bad. have to rely on the internet, um, and the internet can have issues. Yes, but um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, nothing too bad came out of all that. So again, yeah. I just wanted to thank everybody for listening, and just as our little conclusion or outro, my name is Manny, and I was accompanied by Eric. Eric, uh, here I am. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Mika. Goodbye. Caesar. Night, guys. All right, he was sober this time. He wasn't drunk. And and then Jobert. All right, guys, take it easy. And Dad, are you still there? Our special guest. I am still (laughs) still there. All right, maybe a little bit late for him. We should go to bed. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.